All right, Wrestling With Theology fans, it is Thursday, so it is time to dig deeper into the Psalms. I am Pastor Doug Minton, here to help you dig deeper into this wonderful book of the Psalms that has been a treasure for the church throughout its history. This week, we are looking at Psalms 96 and 97, where we are reminded that our life is to be a new song to the Lord, that we are not just to have new things and just create continual changes for the sake of change, but to remember that we are made new every morning through the mercies of God. All right, let's look at Psalm 96. Oh, sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Sing to the Lord, bless his name. Tell of his salvation from day to day. Declare his glory among the nations, his marvelous works among all the peoples. For great is the Lord, and greatly to be praised. He is to be feared above all gods. For all the gods of the peoples are worthless idols, but the Lord made the heavens. Splendor and majesty are before him. Strength and beauty are in his sanctuary. Ascribe to the Lord, O families of the peoples. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name. Bring an offering and come into his courts. Worship the Lord in the splendor of holiness. Tremble before him all the earth. Say among the nations, the Lord reigns. Yes, the world is established. It shall never be moved. He will judge the peoples with equities. Let the heavens be glad and let the earth rejoice. Let the sea roar and all that fills it. Let the field exult and everything in it. Then shall all the trees of the forest sing for joy before the Lord, for he comes. For he comes to judge the earth. He will judge the world in righteousness and the peoples in his faithfulness. So far, Psalm 96. We have, O sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth, that we should all be praising God for the great blessings that he has, especially the blessing of salvation. That is what our message is to be. The new song, which then gets picked up again in Revelation in Revelation 5, 9, with the four living creatures and the 24 elders singing a new song that only the people in heaven can know. And the same thing again with the 144,000 on Mount Zion in chapter 14. Singing a new song that only they may know. But see, you and I, we have a new song every day. Because God's mercies to us are new every morning. So every day we can tell of his salvation. We can declare his glory because it is being made new once again. And we get into verses 7 and 8. The ascribe to the Lord, the glory do his name. Ascribe to the Lord, O families of the earth. Everyone should ascribe to the Lord exactly what belongs to him which is glory and strength and honor and majesty and might. All of these things are his. And so we worship the Lord in the splendor of holiness, even while the earth trembles. Because we must tremble before God. Because, yes, while we may be saints saved by the blood of the Lamb, we are also sinners standing in the midst of of a holy God, the God who reigns, which is the main focus behind Psalm 97. 
So we get a little preview of it here. The earth is established. It shall never be moved. It will not be moved. It will be destroyed on the last day, but it will not be moved. You will not be able to get rid of the earth until that time of the last day. It will not do anything that God does not want it to do and has not designed it to do. And God will judge the peoples with equity. Not equality, but with equity. There is a difference there. Equality means everything has to be the same. Equity means that it is similar in that you may be able to have all the opportunities, but maybe those opportunities aren't given to exactly everybody in the same way because not everyone is the same. There's many calls throughout the world for equality, which sounds great, but what people really want is equity. They want their fair shot at what is possible in life. Equality is more the idea that everybody has the same thing so that we are all the same, but we are not all the same. We're all equipped with different gifts and different minds. And so we have different ways of doing things. We have different thoughts and processes. We can't just cookie cutter everything. All right, we move on to verses 11 through 13 at the end of the psalm here, where all creation praises the Lord. And we have this most especially in the Song of the Three Children in the Fiery Furnace, the apocryphal addition to Daniel chapter 3, where it calls upon all of the earth to praise the Lord in all sorts of different ways and roughly most everything that is there. We also have the hymn, Earth and All Stars, which truly goes through and not just the Song of the Three Children from the 6th century in Babylon, but also 20th century America with classrooms and test tubes and uh, what is it, loud boiling beakers or something that you know shows the advancement that even science should praise the Lord. Because that is why Christians started science in the first place. Not to disprove God, but to figure out how God designed the world. And God designed the world because he created it, and it is his. And he reigns over it, which is where we move into Psalm 97. The Lord reigns, let the earth rejoice. Let the many coastlands be glad. Clouds and thick darkness are all around him. Righteousness and justice are the foundation of his throne. Fire goes before him and burns up his adversaries all around. His lightnings light up the world. The earth sees and trembles. The mountains melt like wax before the Lord, before the Lord of all the earth. The heavens proclaim his righteousness and all the people see his glory. All worshipers of images are put to shame who make their boast in worthless idols. Worship him, all you gods. Zion hears and is glad, and the daughters of Judah rejoice because of your judgments, O Lord. For you, O Lord, are most high over all the earth. You are exalted far above all gods. O you who love the Lord hate evil. He preserves the lives of his saints. He delivers them from the hand of the wicked. Light is sown for the righteous and joy for the upright in heart. Rejoice in the Lord, O you righteous, and give thanks to his holy name. So far, Psalm 97. 
we have here again. The Lord reigns, let the earth rejoice. Let the coastlands be glad. Why? Because he comes. He comes in mercy and grace. Because that is the difference between what we see in the Psalms of God coming to the earth and then God coming to the earth in the flesh of Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus is God in the flesh, but the earth does not melt away. The earth is not destroyed by his presence because he is here for grace and mercy. Because Psalm 97 is full of the terror of the Lord. What happens when people truly stand in the presence of holy God in their sins? Fire goes before him and burns up all his adversaries all around. His lightnings light up the world. Which again comes back in grace and mercy. As when Jesus comes back to claim us as his own. It will be like night lightning flashing from east to west. Everyone will be able to see it. The mountains melt like wax before the Lord. I mean, you think of the great mountain ranges, whether it's the Himalayas, it's the Rocky Mountains, the Appalachians, and the, you know, pick your mountain range. Seeing them just melt away like they were ice. That is a powerful sight. That is something that we don't want to see because that terrifies us. And that's the point. We are to be terrified of our sins and how that has broken our relationship with God. But we look around and see in this world, the heavens proclaim his righteousness and all the peoples see his glory. Very similar to Psalm 19 verse 1. The heavens declare the glory of God, and the sky above proclaims his handiwork. Day by day pours out speech, and night to night reveals knowledge. We can see the great power and glory of the Lord, even in creation, because it has been given there to show the great power and the great imagination of our God. It is there to, for us to recognize that there is a God, and to search for the true God. All worshipers of images are put to shame, who make their boast in worthless idols. Anything outside of the Lord is an idol, regardless of what we call it. It's an idol that cannot deliver us, cannot provide that great salvation that we are looking for, that great promise of the end of our sins. They can't do it. The Israelites and the Philistines tried to do it with Baal and Dagon and Asherah and Molech and all the rest of the false gods of the Canaanites and all sorts of people. And they never could be delivered by them. It didn't happen. But Zion hears and is glad. The daughters of Judah rejoice. Why? Because of the Lord's judgments. 
the judgments that not only cause the terror of sin, but bring about the salvation, the declaration of our righteousness, that he calls us righteous, even in the midst of our sins. Not that righteousness and sinfulness can live together very well, because we see that in our own lives. We see that problem of being saint and sinner at the same time. That we seek to rejoice and be glad in the great mercy of God, but we still want to do things our way. We still want to have our own desires. And so he says, you who love the Lord hate evil. He preserves the lives of his saints. Why are the saints so blessed? Because they are preserved by his grace and mercy. His righteousness and justice that bring about his son dying on the cross so that we might be forgiven our sins, so that we might rejoice in the salvation that he has promised to each and every one of us. All right, that's it for this week as we look at the Psalms. Next week, we look into Psalms 98 through 101. Several short Psalms there, but we're kick through them, continuing the idea of singing a new song to the Lord, remembering what that is, that that is the rejoicing in the mercies that he has shown us. Rejoicing that through his word he equips us to wrestle with the theology around us. Amen.